Welcome back to the Heart to Heart Podcast. I am Jason Dotrant, principal of Heart High School. I am here today to speak about a major focus we have at Heart High School with a population of learners that we um, really have honed in on the last couple of years. We have quite a few, and we brought uh, to our show today a teacher here at Heart. Been a teacher here now for uh, over six, seven years now, right? So, uh, Miss Christine Colton, welcome. Thank you. Christine is our EL coordinator and is an English teacher here at Heart um, and does a fantastic job for all of our students, but specifically has a true love and joy to working with our EL population. And if you hear us refer to EL, that means English learners. I'm going to let Christine here talk a little bit about what EL students are at Heart or in our district. Um, Well, we actually have two types of EL students. We have our true EL students, which are students that... um, immigrated from a different country and come into the U.S. and don't speak any English or very little English. And um, so that's our first type of English language learner. And then our second type of English learner is our LTEL, our long-term English language learner. And that English language learner is the type of student that was most likely born in this country but didn't learn English until kindergarten. And um, while other other students were learning to read, this type of um, EL student was learning to speak English in kindergarten. So they've kind of just been a little bit behind in terms of learning the language compared to their English-only peers. And this is such a large topic to cover today because that's such a, a huge barrier that these students have to accomplish, get over before they even access some of the education. The English language we're talking about is what they need to be able to master or at least be able to be somewhat um, understanding of Mm -hmm. for them to access things like biology or algebra or social studies. The list goes on and on. So what are some ways in which we are helping our students out here at Heart? Um, Yeah, well, I think it's difficult because our our standards are focusing on critical thinking and um, and if comprehension doesn't happen that critical thinking can't happen so um, I think the first step as any teacher and I think what you know we're trying to do here is just making the material understandable to them that would be our first step and um, just making sure that they are they have an access point to these this material because they are in mainstream classes with um, English only peers and so um, as teachers, we need to think about ways that we're differentiating our instruction so that our EL students and any of our struggling learners have access points. So, That's such a great point. You know, when I taught here at Heart, I taught in a special education classroom, and we've had an episode on special ed about, you know, students just acclimating as normal, mm-hmm. a normal student, normal classes. And so all of our EL students, most of our EL students are in just every day-to-day classes. These are not students that, that struggle with the disability, a learning disability. Mm-hmm. These are students who just struggle with the language. Right. And so why is it so important to understand and have our teachers and our, even our parents out there listening, mm-hmm. why is it so important to understand our EL population? Um, because I think they're a big component in, at this school especially, right? And I think that um, when we focus on our struggling learners or, you know, in this term, language learners, it also puts emphasis on any student who's struggling with anything. So mm-hmm. I think it's important that we're focusing on how are we reaching kids that are not getting the material that we're teaching in our classes? Are we being um, reflective in our own teaching practices and thinkings of thinking of ways to be effective in reaching all these students? So I think it just makes um, 
it's just good teaching in terms. Such a great point. You know, we're talking about a lot of our goals. I've talked about them before are to reach all students, Mm -hmm. as you mentioned. And so these strategies that we're working on, and in fact, just in a little while today, in our minimum day, we're going to be having professional development for our staff Mm -hmm. to work on these EL strategies. And it's just good teaching, like you just said. I mean, that's exactly it. Reaching all students is so important for us. So, so what are some of the things we're doing at heart to address those needs? What are some of the programs we have? I know you mentioned a couple, but can you explain a little bit more in depth of the staff, the programs? What are we doing here to make it such an important task? Um, well, one of the things we're doing is that all of our EL students are put into an Achieve class, and um, that is our designated ELD portion of the day. So the state of California says that our English language learners need to be in a um, in content level area classes with English only peers, but they do get a separate period where they're focusing on the EL standards and reinforcing um, those language skills that they might be missing in other classes. And it's also a part of t- time of the day where they can be working and getting support in their content area classes. So we have teachers coming in, supporting them in science and math and on certain days and helping them with these things so um, it's really it's a chance for them to get help where they need help Um, we're also like you said having PD today our professional development today is on EL strategies and we're actually focusing on being on intentionality as a teacher intentionality are you thinking about all the students in your classrooms and classroom and how you're addressing um, and reaching all the students in your classroom so uh, we have some staff that mm-hmm. helps out in um, so achieve yes awesome program we have going we started that last year mm-hmm. and I think it's provided tremendous support for our kids but what about staff support we have bilingual instructional assistants explain how they kind of work within our classes that aren't achieve classes you know, here at heart we have five um, bilingual instructional assistants and they um, follow our students that really are in need of language support at this time so when I at the beginning talking about our true ELs they would be mostly with that group of students and they're supporting them in their classrooms so they might be sitting next to a student but they're really there to help everyone in the classroom and support the teacher in any way that they can but um, it's really um, a resource for the students in terms of if they're not understanding someone they can go to in their own language and speak to and get help with. Yeah, and those true EL students, I mean, we, we might have a student that comes to heart um, less than a week away from their home country. They've never been out of their home country. Mm-hmm. They come here completely foreign environment. We really want to make that a supportive one, and I think our BAAs and then all of our staff, I think, for the most part, does that for them. Let's shift gears a little bit to our parents. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have a English, learning, English Learner Advisory Committee. Um, for a number of years here at Heart, we've called that Los Padres Unidos. Uh, we had a meeting last night. Do you want to talk a little bit about what goes on at those meetings? Are they different, separate than a normal, you know, parent meeting, or what? What do we do? Um, well, there's, um, yes, we had, um, we actually had 60 families show up. Oh, that's great. Yeah, out of, and we have an uh, EL population about a 180 ELs, so that's a pretty okay. good, yeah. yeah, size of our population that showed up. So we do have supportive EL families that are invested in their child's education, um, and we kind of just cover different topics at each meeting. This last meeting, um, we we went over um, graduation requirements. Um, parents had input in terms of our Title I funds and what their they felt that our EL student needs were in terms of those funds. So these parents came That's up great. with great ideas on things they would like to see um, in terms of their students and that money. That's great. And again, we will have an episode on Title I. Um, 
just because we have a large population of EL students does not make us a Title I school. I want to make that clear to our parents. Title I specifically is about low socioeconomics. So English learners, low socioeconomics, completely separate, not combined whatsoever. So it's great to hear that our parents for our EL uh, students are providing that input mm -hmm. for the Title I uh, money that we do get. Um, recently, too, you were part of a collaboration. We took some teachers over to another district school, worked with them on strategies within their classes to work. Um, so it's not only a Hart High School um, function to work with our, this population, but district-wide. And can you talk a little bit about how that went? Um, yeah, we went over to Golden Valley, and we were able to watch a biology teacher um, basically scaffold, which, um, break down and make it accessible material to her EL students. So she was... Um, she had a, a good-sized population of EL students in her classroom, but she also had English-only students. And so it was a lot of hands-on activities in the classroom, working with vocabulary, um, and a lot of turning to their partners and talking about things they were learning. So it was a great experience for our bi biology teachers to see here, too, as well. That's great. And, and ultimately, the goal. I mean, what is the ultimate goal for our students who are EL students? I mean, we treat these students just like any other student at our mm -hmm. high school. So what is the goal for them? I mean, obviously the goal is a diploma, right? We right. want to get all our students graduated, of course. But what is the, the more, you know, the light at the end of the tunnel for them? What do we want to see them succeed with? Um, well, I think the ultimate goal is that they become, you know, successful adults when they leave here and they have a career that's successful or go to college. And, we, you know, that would be great. A lot of them would be the first person in their family to go to college so that right. would be awesome but um, we also focus on reclassification and mm. we're looking to see that our students um, can show that they're proficient in the English language and that's what reclassification means and that happens when students um, they take a test that is just focused on their language skills which is called the LPAC and they have to get right. a four on that test and um, in order to reclassify and then grades weigh in on that and also um, our district writing performance tasks that students take in our English classes. So those are the three criteria for reclassification. So as teachers, we're focusing on that for having them reclassify. And I'm going to put you on the spot here, mm -hmm. but over the past couple of years, I think we've done a great job in reclassifying a number of our students. Can mm -hmm. you put a number exactly of how many last year or the year before or what were, what were, what we've, how many students we've been able to reclassify? Oh, I don't remember the year before, but I know the year before it was a larger number. We changed reclassification reclassification criteria last year and so it became a little bit harder to reclassify so we had I believe 11 students last year that reclassified but the year before I know it was double that so right. yeah it's so gr mm -hmm. so great and, mm -hmm. and you and, and the staff you've worked with your programs done just a phenomenal job we do have a very large population mm -hmm. of not only EL true EL students but LTEL students and you wouldn't even realize that because a lot of these students in their normal everyday talk, would speak, you know, English mm -hmm. just like you and I would. And mm -hmm. so it's just, you know, maybe a, a hidden disability that we kind of look at like our special ed students yeah. that we have, uh, but we want to work with them and, and provide them with success uh, just as any other student. So we're so happy to have you working here with this population. Thank you doing a great job all of our teachers working very hard to address the needs of this population so any lasting thoughts out there for our parents how can they be more supportive how can they help their own son or daughter who may not be an english learner uh, be more supportive in classes and understanding is there anything you want to leave our listeners with here today um i think that 
having um, English English learners, even in my like regular uh, mainstream English 11 class, I've learned that here at Heart we have such nice kids, nice students, students that are supportive of these students, like are um, when I put them in groups with English only students are always willing to help. And um, I think that's just a testament to the kind of kids we have here. And that's really nice. That's great. Mm-hmm. And, and we're going to take you out today again, um, keeping it classy. But just as Miss Colton stated, you know, all of our kids are certainly classy here at Heart High School, especially mm-hmm. our English learners and everyone else. So thank you again for being on the show. Thank and uh, we will see you next time. Okay. Dotramont out.